a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh, and we do what the fuck we want to do. Yo, me and E, we get dumb, retarded, up in Star Trek territory, space The Green Room is brought to you today by LegalZoom. Log on to LegalZoom.com and enter green at the checkout for the special Green Room discount. And now, live from Jaco, Costa Rica, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! Hola, estamos haciendo en vivo la vivendia, uh, The Green Room in La Radio de Los Angeles Hablarm. And, of course, mi mano izquierda, Logan Lysico. Buenos dias. <laughs> How's it going, Logan? It's going good. I just got here, uh, I just got in the studio like eight minutes or something before we started. Right. Because, uh, I was just standing downstairs by myself trying to get it, the elevator to go. <laughs> and it wouldn't do anything. Well, you know, we all, we all have our uh, our own battles to figure out here. I'm also, <laughs> besides uh, Logan remotely in the Los Angeles studio, I'm here with my dad, Dad. Um, welcome yourself onto the show. Thank you. I'm here. <laughs> it's live in Hako. Yep, we're in Hako, uh, Hako, Hako. We're in Hako Beach in uh, Costa Rica. Oh, We've been down here for about um, five, six days now. I've or my dad's been down here longer. Dad, what's your take on uh, Costa Rica so far? I like it. It's a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do. It's um, nice country. It's um, clean living. That's cool. You know that Tom Green I used to work for also bought a house down there. Well, that's that's funny that you mention it, Logan, because if you know, Tom Green got injured pretty badly in a surfing accident, had a near-fatal incident, and uh, this Tom Green almost, well, it wasn't near-fatal, but he was getting kicked around pretty hard by the waves a few days ago when he went out there boogie boarding. Dad, what was that like? I got my ass kicked. <laughs> Went out there early in the morning, and I had a boogie board. Got flipped over. I had my right shoulder driven into the cement. Uh, I think the Skype cut out. No, it's here. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm still picking out dirty sand out of my ear, and I'm wondering about I have a little problem with my Achilles tendon. And and the funniest thing is coming out of the waves, you, you get, like, towards the beach, it's all stony. It's like yeah. a bunch of Irish guys trying to walk through stony, rocky, surfed up muck and mud. And uh, I think the locals enjoy that. <laughs> well, yeah, they see, <laughs> they see me, my dad, and all, you know, the rest of our family tiptoeing over these shells. And, you know, that's one thing I've been cursed with is very small feet, very high sensitive arches. feet, <laughs> super high arches. And so, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been difficult walking through the, sh- the shells of the beach. And yeah, you go out there and these massive 13-foot waves come and I just see my dad out there in the muscle shirt and then just the boogie board shoots up like six feet in the oh air as <laughs> as he's taking on a wave. My brother uh, was there. He, uh, he I don't know, so, looks like he dislocated his shoulder. his shoulder, allegedly. We don't, we don't know if it was uh, totally dislocated. All right, here, Chuck, get on the microphone. Uh, describe what happened to your shoulder in the, um, in the boogie boarding incident. He was out there acting like he could, you know, he yeah. was an advanced body surfer, no, which no, he's I, not, and, uh, you know, he got into some trouble there. I didn't even have the boogie board on me, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Sean thought it would be funny to push me into one of the oncoming <laughs> waves, you know, kind of threw my body off kilter, and well, then, uh, the, you know, a wave proceeded to just totally dislocate my shoulder. Wow, Sean, violent. 
Well, it's where it's sticking, almost poking through my skin real quick. But, uh... <laughs> Well, it might have. I think that was coincidental. I don't know if there was a, definitely any sort of correlation between those two incidents. You know, he's out there swimming around. He's my younger brother. I got to, I got to shove him around, show him who's boss. Right. You know, show him, show him who's lead dog. We went, um, we went uh, ziplining today, which was uh, a ton of fun. You're up there. You basically go up into the rainforest, and then you, uh, you know, you strap onto these cables and just. You know, zip line down through the entire mountain. It's a pretty, it's a pretty harrowing experience, especially the first couple times because you get out there and you just see these guys, and you're like, ah, I don't, I don't know. You know, you're, you're, you're like little monkeys. <laughs> well, that's that's it's not a racial comment, but that's that's how they refer to themselves there. And uh, yeah, you know, you get out there, and you, you know, when you're in America, you're kind of. I th- I feel like you're 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 kind of protected by the idea of litigation. Like, all right, these people aren't going to strap me into something totally dangerous. They're going to get sued, and you know they know right. better than that. But out here in Costa Rica, it's kind of a hey, everyone do whatever you want vibe. Like, yeah. you you saw that episode of The Simpsons, the Do Whatever You Feel Like festival. There's a lot of that going on in the uh, in the in the area of Haka, like dogs. There, I've seen like uh, maybe like fifty dogs, and none of them had a leash on them. They just they just wander around. Or tag. Yeah, they just kind of they wander around, do whatever they want. They take craps wherever they want. They just crap on the beach. Yeah, but it's you know it's laid back, and they, there's, there's horses just kind of meandering around town. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's just kind of a laid back vibe. Prostitution's uh, completely legal, or I don't know either. Either it's completely legal or it's it's totally enforced. Or unenforced. We went out uh, um, the other night. We were trying to figure out, hey, where should we go? Uh-oh. I looked up. I looked up a place on the little map, and it said, "Hey, live music." And my mom wasn't dying to go out or whatever, but we convinced her, "Hey, there's going to be a band there. We'll get there." And then we get to the bar, and of course, I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than it was just teeming with prostitutes. <laughs> and uh, there was. There was a band there, and the the band was really awesome. And then it was also really funny to see, you know, my brother, 19 years old, my cousins, you know, eyeballing the prostitutes, and them eyeballing us back, and my aunt, and my mom there, and my sister just, you know, I I mean they they were they were good sports. They stuck it out, but the the <laughs> band was really kicking. But it was weird, just you know, I mean, uh, you know, I guess I didn't know 100 percent for sure if there there were prostitutes, but. It's either that or insanely hot Costa Rican women in tight, skinny clothes find morbidly obese computer programmers charming. Maybe it's some sort. Maybe they just. Maybe they know the language. I'm not sure. Maybe it's something. That, but uh, yeah, I'm starting to lean towards feeling that these uh, most of these girls down here were prostitutes. Only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Go up to them and uh, you know. Just see yeah, how much. Either you get a slap or you get a price. Yeah, I don't know, but that's that's the funny thing. These guys are trying to charm these girls. I mean, that's the thing. They're prostitutes. You don't need to have a candlelight dinner with them, but these guys are still <laughs> sitting there, hanging out, you know, getting them appetizers, buying them glasses of wine. Like, who, who are you trying to convince? Everyone at the bar knows they're not your girlfriend. We know that they're not your girlfriend. You know that they're not their girlfriend. I, I don't know who you're trying to convince. You're trying to sell yourself, like... Oh hey yeah I know I know she has sex for money but she also found me really charming and enjoyed hearing about my uh you know my online startup I got going no <laughs> well why not who knows 
Maybe I'll tell you another. I'll tell you, I've, been, I've enjoyed Costa Rica. I've t- totally had a blast here the entire time. The only thing that annoys me is the plethora of subways. As you know, I'm a staunch opponent of subway restaurants. I just think they're low-quality sandwiches. And as an American, you get over here, and there's there's a subway. I, I've seen about like 12, 13 different subways, and it's a pride thing, Logan. It's a pride thing. I don't want <laughs> – essentially, Subway is our ambassador to this country. Like the only things that Costa Ricans know about America is – uh, you know, Pizza Hut, Subway, Coca-Cola, and maybe Justin Bieber. Like that's their only that's their only inf- you know interaction with American culture day in day out. And I don't want them to think, oh, hey, America, that's where they you know that's where they make really crappy BLTs or you know, they can't get an Italian sandwich right. I want the franchise <laughs> come down here, a real hoagie place that has real deli meat. I'll import it, and it's just going to be all based on pride. It's going to be a way. You know, in that war in Afghanistan, Logan, it's all about the hearts and minds. I think we need a similar measure here in Costa Rica just to win over some of the, you know, it's great relationships as is now, but I don't, I I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think Subway's doing us any favors. Now, do they have a lot of delis down there other than Subway? Like why? No, that's their only deli. That's their only, (laughs) what we need to do, Logan. They don't even know what they're missing. They think that's what an Italian sandwich is supposed to taste like. Right. You know what we need to do is find some find some Jewish people that are, you know, great uh, New York Jews who own really good delis right. and ship them down here. Maybe they can instead. Well, here's what we got to do. I, to say, I know a few Jews, but <laughs> none of them make. Food. Well, I, I guess maybe it's a it's a, it's New, a New York, York thing. thing. You know, those, um, you know, the world famous uh, Jewish delis. What we got to do is convince them instead of retiring down to Florida to retire down here to Costa Rica <laughs> and bring bring maybe some of their deli business down here. All of a sudden, we get a great reputation as a place that makes amazing sandwiches. You know, maybe our dollar has buys a little bit more down here. I don't know. Right. <laughs> no, I got you. I'm on the same. Just something page. to think about, Logan. Just something to think about. I wonder what Subway did though. What if we fought a war like to get Subway down there? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know what Subway did, but they're they're down here in a record number. I think that's the that's the most consistent thing down here is tons and tons of subways. And um, well, let's see here. Um, all right, Logan, you do have uh, you have birds loaded up the clip that says birds. Yep. All right. You know, it's been great down here. The the place is amazing, but the one thing, the one constant is animal noises. And every morning, you can hear the same. I I think it's some sort of bird. So if anyone listening to the show knows what this animal is, please email me, Green at yahoo.com. Hit me up and let me know what has been driving us crazy the entire trip. Logan, play this clip. All right, you can stop. <laughs> you can you can stop. It just sounds like you a siren. Stop. Yeah, no, it just it just sounds like a siren going off the entire time we've been trying to get to the bottom of it. Haven't haven't figured it out. Normally the birds have been nice and friendly, but just that one bird. And I, I don't know what you know. We 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 learn a lot about uh biology and ecology. Learn a lot about animals down here. That's well, ecotourism is a big thing down in Costa Rica. But I, I have no explanation for that. I don't see how that, uh, you know, because basically everything an animal does essentially is something that helps them either live longer, get more food, or have more sex. 
Exactly, Dad. <laughs> so Is I don't he making know. The sex I don't know. symbols with his hands or something. I don't know how <laughs> how throwing out that incredibly excruciating noise does any of the things. If anything, that's going to aggravate any sort of predators. It's going to kind of give away your position in the brush or whatever. I can't imagine that's a mating call. That, that would drive. <laughs> that's going to drive every other animal crazy. I don't understand. I don't understand that bird at all. But we did. Um, one of the things we were fortunate enough to do is we went to this um, national park, Manuel Antonio, and we went out there. And you go, um, you go on this like hike through this. Uh, you know, it's basically like another natural forest. And they got a couple beaches there at the end. They got uh, they got monkeys running around everywhere. And the, the tour guide was really good. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just the guys lived there his entire life and and knows the area so well, but he would just be able to. You'd be walking with him, and then all of a sudden he'd just go stop, and then he would whip out his telescope, and then he would show you, you know, some sloth seventy five yards away that's tucked away, and he he'd be like, "All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna make some crazy whistle and get the sloth's head to move so you can see it better." It was it was a really cool experience. Wow. The um. <clears throat> The the kind of the coolest animal we saw was one of these big monkeys. And first off, these um, these big black monkeys. The, the first thing that's real startling about them is their giant white testicles. They have giant they have giant white testicles that jump out at you. And I guess apparently it's so that so yeah. And I guess maybe that's what gives it away so that they can see the you know maybe these uh, these uh, park guides can see these animals from far away just based on their testicles. But really, <laughs> you, you see these things, and they really jump off the page. And you can um, – and I guess the reason they're bright white is that uh, for the sperm or whatever, that if it's – if you know, they're normally black monkeys, but the sperm, you know, needs to be produced under – under cool temperatures, so that that's why they're bright white. But I, I got I got a cool picture. I'm going to post on the website, seantgreen.com um, tomorrow. If you're or if you're listening to it, um, if you download the podcast, you can uh, you can check go to seantgreen.com. I'll post a uh, picture of it. It's it's pretty cool. And besides that, this this um, uh, monkey in particular had a giant piece of his head missing, like it was sticking out. It was. I guess. I guess these monkeys just fight it out once a year. Once a year, they just fight it out. And uh, you know, this monkey must. I'm guessing he lost. I don't know. He didn't. He's protecting his big white nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if we heard that or not, but I heard it. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah, well, my dad. Time, my dad. I didn't hear that. <laughs> My dad's been doing that a lot, just kind of crowbarring inappropriate stuff in the entire trip. We were at um, we were at dinner the other night or last night for my mom's birthday dinner. It was a great dinner. Everyone was having a blast. Uh, and my dad, as they're clearing the plates, my my dad hasn't made any attempt really to speak the language except just saying cheeso a few times when he's trying to order cheese. <laughs> I I want cheeso, cheeso on hamburger, cheeso. So and then this time the guy's clearing the plate and he goes, "Thank you, Ocho." <laughs> and and we're like, "Dad, why'd you say Ocho?" He goes, "Yeah, I meant to say that. that that's yeah, yeah." But we're like, "Dad, Ocho is eight. Why were you saying eight? And then he spent a good fifteen minutes trying to defend why <laughs> he was saying the number eight after the guy cleared his plate. Dad, what was your explanation for saying Ocho? Try and defend yourself. I like the number. <laughs> 
Maybe I could start a conversation with the guy because I'm not good at the other words. It's Uno's Dos Trace, and I always liked Ocho. I learned it on Sesame Street, so I thought instead of saying hola, I'd say Ocho. And he might respond to me in a way I can understand because I like numbers. No, that's what I said. There's there's nothing inherently wrong with saying a number to a guy. Logan, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Dad, there's nothing uh, wrong inherently with just saying a number to a guy. It's just it's just incredibly out of place. Like you're not a performance artist. You're a, you're an engineer. It seems weird <laughs> to just go, hey, eight, hey, eight. <laughs> hey, how about that number eight? Huh? He might say cinco. <laughs> yeah, but he no, might say he might say about. another number. But that's that's not a conversation. You guys just say numbers back and forth. Hey, Tom, why are all the other numbers afraid of seven? I like numbers. I'm uh, comfortable here, with Chuck, give Chuck, give my dad the headphones. Logan's trying to get a hold of him. Logan, you you got to realize my dad my dad's a big uh, Logan right, fan. So oh, okay. Hey Tom, Logan. so so why are all the numbers afraid of seven? I don't know. I just came back from the casino. It's seven, eight, nine. On <laughs> the crap table, and I started thinking, oh, Chuck, because yeah, I was going to walk all over my joke, Tom. Eight when I went down there. And Lisa got really bummed out. She said, "You can't say Ocho anymore tonight." Right. Get into the casino. <laughs> my dad. My dad said that to a hooker accidentally at some point. They only have blackjack, so. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Normally, people get off from you know get cut off from drinking or something like that. My dad's been cut off from saying the word Ocho to people. I can't say Ocho around my wife anymore. <laughs> now, Dad, you were at the you were at the casino. That's another thing down here. They have casinos, but really, I mean, casino is a stretch. I mean, if you ever went to a casino night at a frat, that's basically what you're walking into. It's a couple tables set up, and they they claim they're playing blackjack. There's no government regulating body uh keeping <laughs> track of it so it, i'm kind of suspicious but maybe maybe i'll still try my luck dad how are you doing at the uh casino well like sean said it's kind of a little bit um scary you walk in there and there's like three or four times as many people as there are gambling and they're all just watching you gamble huh. you know and you, you know there's some security cameras there i don't know if they know how to use them but it's like, <laughs> wow i just you feel like you're in the spotlight Got a couple guys from uh, New York there, and they were doing so so. And then I got there with Mark, my brother in law, gave him some chips. I'm not counting that against his bill. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, did all right. I, I really went there to break 100. Down here, it's kind of funny. They won't let you, they say cash only, no credit cards. Uh huh. But you give them a $100 bill. And I'm down to like one hundred dollars. I have one one hundred dollar bill. Well, I think it must be it must be people just come down here and are like, oh hey, this is a this is where you want to pass off fake bills in a foreign country yeah. where no one no one has any idea what's going on. There's there's no regulation. I mean, you think about it. If you're gonna pass a hundred fake hundred dollar bill, the Costa Rican yeah. casino is probably there's, probably um, the place you would do it. Logan, there's casinos all over the place here. It's it, you know, you think like in Phoenix, there's a bunch of casinos there and they're all Indian run. Here, you don't really even know who the <laughs> ethnic group is behind the casinos. <laughs> it is it is, it is, is unclear who's really behind the casino. Anything, so you're like, the, there's, no, there's no kind of, uh, you know, when you go to a, a Las Vegas casino, there's obviously a, a, a giant vault where they keep all the money. You see pit bosses in suits walking around. It gives you a certain sense of security. Right. Here, it's like there's no giant place where they have a money. They have, <laughs> I think they just have a wooden box somewhere that they 
you know, knock out a couple hundred dollars out of. Does it have, or, like, and, fluorescent lighting? <laughs> yeah, no, there's the, yeah they, that was the one Vegas touch they were able to pull off, the fluorescent <laughs> lighting. Now, Logan, you were in uh, recently in Vegas. How'd that go? It went great. I mean, you know, I didn't spend that much money. I lost $100, but it's not bad at all. What'd you, uh, what, what'd you play? Well, I lost it on this stupid slot machine. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty retarded. I don't know. I just was slot machine. to, uh, I mean, honestly, I was just trying to pass time, so I put a $100 bill in a slot machine and <laughs> kept pressing buttons till it was gone. Didn't, uh, didn't work out that great? No, I thought, uh, you know, you know how gambling is. I thought eventually I would win it all back and more. Right. Exactly. When I first got there, I actually, the first bet I made was on a roulette table, and I won 250 bucks. So, wow, what'd you, uh, what'd you throw down? I just threw down like uh, 20 or 30 bucks, but I won, uh, I put five on 23 or something, and it, it landed on the number I had. So, so you hit a number to start bucks. off. That's pretty good. Yeah. You didn't pile it all on double zero. <laughs> no. Oh, I did actually. That's why I started to bet to bet on ze- double zero but well that was uh you know being down here and going out down here the one thing i noticed is that or, or a big difference between going out here in costa rica and going out back in los angeles is the prevalence of ja rule i don't know what happened in in latin america <laughs> that ja rule just kind of flew under the radar maybe they didn't hear about 50 cent kind of humiliating them but they are cent. still they're still rocking ja rule that there is like there is, you know, like there's no tomorrow. And I even I even tweeted that joke earlier in the week. And then I was I was on Google and I saw that Ja Rule was a trending topic. And I was like, oh my god, what what happened? Is is Ja Rule? Am I missing some Ja Rule Renaissance that's taking place? Am I am I out of the loop culturally <laughs> that much? No, I don't but think no, so. No, <laughs> I haven't heard uh, anything about him. <laughs> I what what happened is I I looked up online and Ja Rule just pleaded guilty to evading taxes on $3 million, wow. and uh, it looks like he's going to probably do some jail time. Damn. Which, as a rapper, <laughs> that's kind of like the last thing you want to go to jail for is tax evasion. Like, at least, you know, go to jail for uh, beating up your old lady or stabbing one of your enemies. Like, you know, tax evasion, that, that's, that, that's not going to... That's not going to help you write another hit song. Like, I'm locked up. My accountant didn't pay the right taxes. I'm a W-2. Like, that's not that's not the narrative you're looking to create as a rap artist. Like, hey, man, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real thug. I don't even declare all my business expenses that I should have. Like, and, and this is what I don't understand. These, I understand it. Okay, if you're an international arms dealer, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna pay your taxes. But if you're Ja Rule or or if you're um the uh what's his name um I forget Hatch Richard Hatch the survivor guy he's going back to jail for tax evasion. Richard oh, or uh, I, I think his that. first name's Richard, but whatever the the guy who won the first survivor won a million dollars. It's an insanely high profile case. Like if, if you think about it, that there's a couple. Uh, people's tax returns that the IRS is going to look at, and it's going to be big name celebrities. So yeah. he 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 files uh, right. So he he didn't pay the taxes originally. They he served a year in jail. He came out and he still owed these back taxes and refused to make any sort of payment on them. And now the guy from Survivor is going back to jail once again. You can watch him right now on Celebrity Apprentice too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, for now. He's earning an income. The, the thing I is, think they taped it already. He's oh, okay. He could be in jail now. Who knows? Well, yeah, he was on probation, and part of his probation was to make payments towards his back taxes. Here's the thing. You don't ever really have to pay them the money. If you don't have the money, you, you don't ever go to jail for owing people money in America. You only go to jail for saying you're not going to pay your taxes. Yeah. Like, all you would have to do is just say, hey – uh, or like you're Michael Vick and you have a you know, problem with dogs and stuff. You go right. to jail. Well, that's, that's crossing the line. Sidewalk in, in Florida, <laughs> and you won't go to jail. You'll just have a get slapped, smacked down. <laughs> well, that's not really. Uh, Dad oh, wants to change topic to Michael Vick. <laughs> but you're right, Dad. Michael Vick. Michael oh, Vick did get locked him. up. <laughs> My Good, dad, my dad did forgive uh, Michael Vick for his incidents. By the well, way, Logan, I, I really have to commend. Uh, did you hear what Obama said? This was a while ago, but he he was behind. Uh, he supported Michael Vick. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, he's a homeboy. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of that, let's get to <laughs> Logan. We have um, speaking of people that have had scandals and are looking to kind of bring themselves back to light. Chris Brown, of course. Um, the the whole Rihanna incident where he abused her, he did some community service. I don't I don't know how that works out as a formula. Like uh, you punch a woman in the face, you clean up garbage for three hours, you're off. But whatever that formula was, he 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 did his quote unquote time, and now he's back out promoting his new album. And of course, you get on Good Morning America, and what they're gonna do is hound you about the Rihanna thing. You know, I guess they kept asking him questions, kept asking him questions about Rihanna. And uh, here, here, take a listen to the Good Morning America interview with Chris Brown. Yeah, but you can understand how some people, you know, what, what, that was very serious, what, you, what yeah. you went through and what happened. And, what, uh, and uh, even the judge, though, afterwards said that you had served your time mm -hmm. as far as the community service and that and, yeah. and move it on. But have you been able to? How have you been able to? I've been that? focusing on his album, you know. I think this, this album is what... You know, I, I want people to hear and want people to really get into. So definitely this album is what I want them to talk about and not the <laughs> stuff that happened two years ago. I understand that. I understand that. And thank you for allowing me to, to go back that way because there have been a lot of people that were tweeting about it. Oh, what a pussy right. that lady was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Here, here, there's a couple things here. First off, she's, she thanks him then for allowing – allowing her to bring that up first off he didn't he didn't get into it well, at you, all it, we just heard the audio if you see it he had his hand raised at her the whole time she was asking right. that question <laughs> yeah exactly he was clearly not allowing her he didn't answer the question at all she asked him the question and then he just goes and answers a completely different question he, he didn't he didn't really get address the question at all she didn't ask hey do you have an album coming out she asked about about moving on from the rihanna incident and of course he's going to say the album, but he, you know, first she thanks him for allowing it, and then secondly, as a journalist, is that really your main thing? Like, are you really are you really that worried about Chris Brown? Like, oh, I didn't mean to ask this question. Just people were tweeting about it. Is that kind of is that your mo as a journalist? Just whatever people tweet, that's what you have to ask. No, you're a okay. I understand it's Good Morning America, but at the end of the day, you're a journalist. You should. You should stand behind the questions. These are newsworthy questions. This is in the news. He, he, he committed these acts. It's worth asking the question. If you want to pursue news, you got to ask tough questions. 
after this incident was over, he then proceeded to smash up uh, the backstage area, according to TMZ and according to ABC Security. He was whipping chairs around. He whipped a chair through a plate glass window. So that's that's really, I mean, as a media strategy, that's that's not really that good. As far as wanting people to move on from your violent uh, outburst against a woman, then deciding to throw a chair through a window, that's not really going to get people to go, oh, yeah, he does seem like, eh, maybe I'll give that song a listen. He does seem like he's moved on. Yeah, and it definitely sounds like he's intimidating that reporter. <laughs> she started asking the question, and then slowly she's like, well, I, I, you know, I, I mean, it's uh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it was like, what was the look on his face that was frightening her so bad? Yeah, and now, first off, he looks like a, t a total tool. He's got kind of that blonde-haired, uh, you know, look, which, I, I don't know, it didn't work for Cisco. It's not going to work for Chris <laughs> Brown, all right? The thong song had its moment in the sun, all right? Chris Brown, if, you, if you're looking to reinvent yourself, you know, dyeing your hair bleach blonde, is it, it's not the way to go. What he really has to do is dye it silver, because that's what the thong song had. Oh, right. That's, sorry, I <laughs> forgot. That was, his, uh, that was his trademark there. Yeah, but just the idea that, yeah, I just love the, you know, incredulous that people even ask the questions. It, it, we, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so angry. Even you even brought this up. I didn't. I had no idea. the The producer just specifically said. I guess he got in the producer's face. At, at right after it's like, it, dude, you are, do you not realize you're in show business? Like, come on, let's let's not be so naive. Obviously, they want to have you on because they're gonna want to discuss. You know, you're kind of crazy incidents. Yeah. Yeah, and if you really want to. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you to overshadow that with something else. It's not up to them to stop asking the question. You have to figure right. out a way to make Logan, them interested Logan, in something else. Logan, ask me about the time I beat up my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, you beat up your ex-girlfriend 10 years ago. Uh, have you been able to move on from that? You know, Logan, I realize um, anger was a real issue in my life. And I'm um, doing everything I can to fix that problem. I I apologize to her sincerely, and I realized that 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 you know that was not okay for me. That was I was totally completely in the wrong. I did a, a horrific act, and um, I'm doing my best to uh, never let that let never let my temper get the best of itself. And uh, I won't be smashing up anything after this interview, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> it's it's not that hard to avoid the question, it, Logan. Is that is it that hard to avoid the question? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sean, who well, is that? What is that girl's name? What's girl's name? The beat up. Oh, Rihanna. Oh. Yeah, my my she dad really just hot. randomly checked back into the show. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening at home, the different people have been you know, listening to the show on the, the on the headphones or or sitting in front of the microphone. My dad, my dad just checked back. You know. It sounds so like there's a table of people watching you in the background or something. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Here. Yeah, is, they, is that background distracting? Cow beer and no, it's not. Like, it's every time you say something funny, I hear laughter in the background, and it's really. Well, yeah, Logan, I'm a, I'm a hilarious Logan. <laughs> you are Speaking a hilarious. The laughs of talk radio comedy show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Dad, you're allowed to laugh. It's it's fine. Oh, and speaking of which, Logan, I want to uh, tell everyone to check out. Uh, my interview with um, 247comedy.com. You can check them out. They're a, they're basically, it's a comedy radio network. 
And uh, yeah, I sat down with this uh, this girl Kelly Roman, who I guess does their interviews for their site. And we did a little interview, and it's gonna have clips from my uh, stand-up show in Philadelphia. As it turns out, I don't know if I got into this before on the air. As it turns out, the guy. Hello. Hello. Hey, we've got a we've got a call. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah, this is uh, Ryan calling in. We're going to talk March Madness. But just real quick, yeah, check out the interview on 24-7 Comedy Radio. All right, Kramer, you're in the green room. How's it going, man? Oh, dude, it's awesome. Are you, oh, I guess you don't have a TV in front of you, but Arizona's up 12 on Duke right now with nine to go in the second half. No, that's actually, I do have a TV in front of me, and I am watching Arizona. Ah. Uh, well, giant, giant suck. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's my there dad calling out, calling out Ryan for saying the Giants suck. Now, oh, Ryan, man. Now, Ryan, did you watch the uh, earlier game tonight, the Sweet 16 BYU game? Oh uh, yeah, when uh, yeah, I had, I had three hundred dollars on BYU to win the region. So yeah, that, uh, that can't, they boy, what a choke fest, huh? Ryan, uh, yes, exactly. Am I am I wrong? But isn't that kind of proof that? Let's be honest. If if there is a God, he's not. He's where was he in this game? BYU. These these kids don't drink coffee. They don't have premarital sex. They don't drink alcohol. They literally do everything they're supposed to, and they still can't pull it out. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, yeah, God just pissed off that uh, some asshole made up a religion that's stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. I guess maybe God. If if there is a God, he does. He doesn't believe in Mormonism because they. Well, they got they got a couple calls, but. Um, you know, Jimmer went cold at the end there, and they just couldn't do anything else with their offense. Yeah, it was it was a bummer. And now, although we did get we we did get a couple of rising fires out of Gus, he got he got a little excited there. Gus Johnson, he's pretty amazing. And I'm watching it down here in Costa Rica. I'm watching the tournament, and I thought I had you know heard the best when I heard Gus Johnson. But there's actually this other guy. I th- I found I couldn't find a clip of him actually calling uh, the pit game. The NCAA pick game, where they lost on that on that crazy call, but I did find him calling some international games. So Logan, if you have a, I think it's called Spanish Gus Johnson. If you can play that clip real quick for uh, Ryan, I think he'll get a kick out of it. Sure, Spanish. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the one that didn't load. It should be Spanish Gus. That one should be in there. Spanish Gus at MP3. I try to open it, and it says load cart. There was an error loading file. Yeah, that's all it says. <laughs> all right. Wow, well, Logan, you're really it. you're really letting Sean down here. Here, let's uh, let's I'll play it on the internet and see if it plays. All right. Well, anyway, but he's basically. Well, nope, that didn't he, work. You, uh, is it playing? No, no. No, man, it's not on your site. I don't think. I I clicked your link and it says there's no link there. Sorry, right, but you're you looking tr- for something that isn't there. All right, try uh, try Spanish capitalize and Gus capitalize. All right, I'm going to get back to talking around. So, Ryan, what do you think about uh, – it seems like the refs have become the big issue in this tournament. What do you think about that? I mean, it, I don't know. It's not a big – I mean, the, the Butler pick – or the yeah, the Butler pick game, I mean, they both got ridiculous calls. So, And really, right. uh, one of those anal- – anal- or an analyst made a good point. I mean, the pick guy shouldn't have even been down uh, on the fr- for that free throw. So that was really the coach's fault. Yeah, no. That, why would they even have a guy trying to exactly, exactly? You shouldn't have anyone there near that rebound. 
I mean, all in all, as someone who watched almost every game uh, and had action on every game, I think it was pretty pretty fair. I mean, I, I didn't have too many beefs with the with the refs. If anything, I had beefs with like teams like Arizona, who just I don't know where this Arizona team came from, but they uh, they weren't there in the first two rounds. Beating Duke. Well, yeah, they're team. they're beating Duke right now. They're they're up a lot, by a lot of a lot of inconsistency and just why I don't know. It's great to watch these dudes just become studs. Like Kemba Walker is just a man. Yeah, no, Kemba had a, a huge game. Thirty six points. Yeah, he put up thirty six points. That's uh, Chuck checking in, my brother. Put up thirty six points for UConn earlier in the night. Now, Ryan, what was it like being out there in Vegas? I know I was out there uh, last year with you, but uh, describe the scene for those who have never been to March Madness in Las Vegas. Uh, it's easily the most crowded weekend, um, and it's it's nuts. We got out there late on Wednesday, so we couldn't get our bets in uh, for the early game. So we basically, of course, I was telling myself I was going to take it easy so I could wake up early, but, you know, cut to <laughs> 5.30 in the morning. I'm gambling at, like, a pie guy table. So I go, I go to sleep. I wake up at 7.30 to try to get bets in, and it's packed. Like, uh, the Venetian Sportsbook you're familiar with, line, line is out the sportsbook wrapped around that Asian noodle place. So <laughs> we, we get our bets in. We go back to the room to watch the games. And, and this is the point where I, I walked up there. I had written down what I wanted to bet on. It was, like, eight or nine bets. I get up there, and I just decide I'm going to bet on every game. So, I, I had I had more action than I've ever more than I've ever had before, and it was it was good times. I mean, uh, it was a smaller crowd in terms of our friends this time, but uh, I didn't listen to the show. Did you get into Logan's uh, food poisoning and uh, <laughs> Vegas bathroom trip or bathroom no. tour? No, <laughs> no, Logan, Logan, uh, Logan didn't share any of that with us. Logan, what <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I don't know. I just got a little bit too drunk and. <laughs> Pretty much visited the bathroom the whole time one night. Oh, by the way, okay. that uh, MP3 is not working out. I'm trying to. I'm using dashes. It's just not. All right. Going well, out. I I just uh I just emailed you the YouTube link. Oh. Okay. Uh, you, if you can bring that up. Sure. So. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was a solid weekend. I mean, uh, pretty much you know won some money. We played a bunch of craps. Watched like I said, watched every game and bet on every game. Nice. Who did you um? Who, what kind of, as far as the bets, what was the shocking game, or what was the game, what was the game where you were like, I had no chance of hitting this bet, and then it comes out, all right? Oh yeah, so I'll tell you what. This was the, although it was like a meaningless game, um, the the, the all- most exciting, the most exciting win was uh, the BYU versus uh, Wofford in the first round. I took Wofford uh, plus eight and a half. It was looking good for, good for most of the game. Uh, BYU goes on a run late. They're up like 14. Wofford hits a three. Looks like it's going to be garbage time. Uh, BYU, for some reason, goes down and shoots the ball. Wofford gets the rebound, and with zeros on the clock, kid hits a 30-foot three-pointer to cover. It was, <laughs> it yeah. was, that was the moment. And the, being in the sports book for that was awesome because everyone was cheering. And <laughs> I don't know. Those are the moments that are great to be in Vegas for, with like the meaningless shot at the end of the game that causes you to uh, win some money, like uh, the, the all-star game for us this year. Right, exactly. Yeah, oh, Ryan uh, was talking about the NBA All-Star game. Ryan and I, I, I had a show at the Improv that night, and so I, I didn't want to bet on the game itself because I didn't have time to watch the end of the game, and so I just decided to just bet on the first half. 
And what are you going to bet on the All-Star game? Hey, the best bet, especially for the NBA, hey, just throw it on the over. Why not just bet the over? And then we're watching the NBA All-Star game at this uh, barbecue place in West Hollywood. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the ratio was of uh, straight guys to gay guys, but it, it <laughs> maybe 50-50. So we're there enjoy, enjoying the NBA All-Star game. And... Th- they come out shooting like total crap. The entire the entire first half, they're just missing every shot, or at least for an All Star game, like they weren't hitting a high percentage of shots, especially for an All Star game. It's not looking good. Then all of a sudden, they start getting in a little rhythm. East and West are both, you know, they're getting some fast fast break points. Things are getting interesting. What ended up happening was we needed we needed three points. We needed three points to push on the bet. Dwayne Wade comes down. Uh, he goes for a layup. He gets fouled. He makes the basket. It's an and-one opportunity. Ryan and I are sitting there like, this is our chance. Of course, he, he clanks the free throw. Then they uh, – I, well, I, I think I'm hitting this right, Ryan. Or, or did he make the three, free throw? What happened? No, no, yeah. It, uh, you're a little off. He made, he made the layup. And then with a second and a half to go, uh, Kevin Love threw like a full court pass to Chris Paul. He throws up this floater and it goes in. So we we needed a, we needed a point and a half. We got two points and it hit. And me and Sean just jump up high fiving, and the rest of the bar is just like, what what just happened? <laughs> right. Someone just hit a meaningless layup in the NBA All Star game, and I'm like shaking Ryan because the entire time Ryan's doing that reverse jinx you do when you game on sports. You go, oh man, there's no way this is gonna hit. There's no yeah, this is over. I'm barely even gonna watch this. There's no way. And then, and then it hit, man. That was that was the best moment of my life. But yeah, there, there were a couple <laughs> moments like that, and and it was just for whatever reason, those are the the best the best moments. Uh, I don't know, especially no, when was... uh, there there was a, also the San Diego, San Diego State game in the uh, second round. Uh, I had them to win by like six and a half, and they were tied basically the whole game. They end up going to overtime, just playing like complete shit. Same, they're losing, tied, losing, tied. Goes to a double overtime, and they end up winning by like eight. And I was just like, ah, oh. that's well, I that's love the thing. gambling. <laughs> In the BYU game, I had BYU plus three. Oh, so, that was. Oh, how did they not so, get that rebound and have the last shot? Right, exactly. Or how did Florida not just uh, get a better shot yeah. to end the game, and then Florida could, Florida could have won by two and hit the hit the and uh, BYU would have covered. That's another thing when you're root, you're rooting for BYU the entire time until the last possession when it's tied, and you just you just need them to make that shot. And I wish I could have somehow bet on the overtime because in my head I knew like if you if you watch that BYU team, you could just tell like they didn't have anything left in the tank, and if it went to overtime, they were not going to win. Bad body language. <laughs> and why'd they take Jimmer out? They took out Jimmer, the the star shooter, probably one of the best players in the NCAA right now. They took him out with 35 seconds left because he's a senior. Yeah, sure, they're down by nine points with 35 seconds. But he could go down and shoot two threes. That's what the guy's known for. And, yeah, maybe it's not meaningful to you guys, but what better way for Jimmer to end his career than (laughs) than hitting a meaningless push in the NCAA uh, tournament? Duke is falling apart. This is great. Yes. (laughs) Ryan's oh my it. goodness! Duke, Duke is always the team uh, you know people like to beat up on. Logan, did you were you able to find that YouTube link I just emailed you? I got the YouTube link. 
Okay, uh, let's take a listen to the uh, Spanish Gus Johnson. <laughs> yeah. So that was the they I guess they ended up playing it on Sports Center at some point and that was them wrapping that up there. All right, Kramer, well uh thanks for calling in. Who do you like it to make it to the final four now? I know it's a little easier to call, but who do you like to who do you like the final four and who do you like to win it all? Well, the be- the best two teams, uh I'll start with them. Kansas and Ohio State have been real impressive. Um, at this point, and now that we've seen what happened, I'm not counting out Butler. That, that, they got that coach who's like 25 years old who's just is smarter than all the other coaches. And then in the other, uh, in the other bracket, I, I mean, Duke's about to lose here, so I don't know. I'll, I'll just go with Charles Barkley and take Arizona, I guess. And then, I don't know, it's gonna, I don't see how it isn't Ohio State-Kansas, and I'll give it to Kansas just having, having the two Morris brothers over one cylinder. Makes sense. Well, you know why you know why Charles Barkley likes Arizona, right, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> well, because you remember that quote he had when he got pulled over for a DUI. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm well aware. You, but I'll let you. I don't want to stomp all over the story. Go ahead. Oh well, yeah. Means. When he got when he got pulled over for his DUI, the cop asked him why he was rolling through the stop sign, and this was in Phoenix, and he goes, "Oh, well, because the girl who gives the best blowjobs, I'm driving over to her place right now." You know, that's when you become a star, when you use that as your excuse for running through a stop sign while getting the DUI. And nothing happened to him because he's Charles well, Barkley. I, I, I mean, how many, how many cops are going to be like, oh, wow, <laughs> you're an well, asshole. Yeah, yeah, I'm, sure, uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure cops have heard much worse. <laughs> All right, oh, my dad something? just brought up the incident of Charles Barkley spitting on a kid in Philadelphia. He also threw oh, a guy wow. through a uh, plate glass window. But as he likes to describe himself, he's not a role model. He's Charles Barkley. That's All right, right. Ryan. Uh, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. All right, dude. See you when you get back. Later, man. Oh, man. Logan, the uh, show just flew by, man. It did. Are you, uh, are you ready to wrap things up with the haiku here? I sure am. Let's uh, <laughs> let me find. <gasps> oh, where is it? I got it. The haiku music. <laughs> Spanish Gus Johnson Horrible screaming bird calls Costa Rican whores Nice right. work, Logan. <laughs> it's funny, my mom just checked in with the oh, headphones. No. <laughs> you said Costa Rican whore. She just gave my brother Awful. a look. Awful. Well, uh, hey, uh, just a couple quick plugs here. Make sure you check out Eddie Pepitone. He's going to be, uh, for all the people in Philadelphia, he was a guest on the show a couple weeks ago. Very funny guy. He's also playing Connie's Rick Rack, the place I just played. He's playing that tomorrow, so check him out. Of course, check out my interview on Comedy Radio. Or it's, um, I'm sorry, 247comedy.com. So is that just so 247 that comedy? 247? Yeah. No slashes or anything? All right. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's just 247comedy.com. I'll, I'll put a link up on, on SeanTGreen.com. If you're listening to this downloaded episode, it, it'll be up there, along with the uh, picture with the monkey with the chunk of head. 
the, the, the piece of his head missing. You, you really got to log on to the site and check that out. <laughs> it's definitely worth a look. And thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Green Room. We do it live here every Thursday, 8 o'clock on latalkradio.com. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe to the podcast. Or follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also be sure to check me out and my movie at TheComedyGarageMovie.com.